Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight is growing up. Equals MC. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I am your host, Ryan Treasure. First of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens to the show. You know, I really value the the time that you all take to listen to this program. And, you know, thank you for all of your emails and comments on iTunes. We really appreciate you guys. And uh, the show wouldn't be successful without uh, all the listeners out there. So we appreciate it and uh, hope everybody is staying safe with all of the crazy COVID stuff that's going on, as well as protests and all those types of things. It's been a very interesting 2020, so we'll definitely talk a little bit about that today. But, you know, as we continue down our path of, you know, learning new things and finding out why people do what they do, we're going to talk to a, a great guest today. Uh, she is she's awesome. She just specializes in empowering creative women entrepreneurs to increase their confidence, impact, money and time. Everybody knows we always we always need more time. Uh, and so she's fantastic. So I want to welcome Jenny Fennig to the show. Jenny, welcome. Thank you so much. What a warm welcome. Yeah, we appreciate you jumping on today. Uh, I know you're a very busy person. You got a lot of stuff to to do. You got the kiddos at home, and uh, you got your own stuff that you're working on. And uh, you know, so appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us on Finding Your Frequency. Absolutely, my pleasure. So, Jenny, you know, uh, staying true to the show as we always talk about how people found their frequency in life and in, in business. You know. Uh, our CEO, Jeff Spinard, wrote a book, Finding Your Frequency, How to Broadcast Yourself and Your Message. And we kind of started out in the beginning just kind of as a topical show, talking about these things as podcasting and all that was exploding in 2016 when we started this radio show. Um, you know, we kind of got to the point where we shifted gears and we were like, you know what? How do, how do people find their frequency in life and in business? And I know you, you know, were in the, the corporate nine to five and doing that pretty standard thing and then jumped off and started your own thing. Why don't you tell us how you found your frequency in life and in business? Ooh, I like that. Well, I found my frequency by finding my intuition, trusting my intuition, being willing to tune out all the external and there's plenty especially now and gosh I was doing a lot of this excavation work before social media was a thing (laughs) (laughs) didn't even exist and I I find there's pieces of being able to find your path that might be easier now because you have all these resources and people are sharing ideas and there's the internet but I was doing all this before that that was a thing which I believe served me because I wasn't so inundated with everyone else's opinions and all the distractions but I remember distinctly growing up in the south I grew up in Florida and Georgia found my way to the University of Florida found this career that I never heard of until I kind of tripped over it in college and it was this field called public relations and I thought oh my goodness I think that's it. I think that's the work I'm meant to do. Prior to that, I figured I'd become a teacher. I I really enjoyed 
you know, inspiring people, guiding people, motivating them, helping them, you know, find their answers or, and just that idea of teaching. My mother was a teacher. You know, it's interesting when you, I grew up in a small town also, and you just, I didn't have a lot of options. I didn't know that there were all these different careers to choose from. And I graduated uh, from high school in 1995. So you get a sense of uh, how old I am and just what was happening in the world at that time. So I'm like, I'll be a teacher. That sounds, you know, I'll go back to my hometown. I'll become a cheerleading coach and the yearbook sponsor, basically do everything that I did, you know, when I was in high school and I'll have this life. And I realized pretty quickly in college that I don't think teaching is what I meant to do. I didn't see myself teaching in, you know, four walls and going to the same place every day and maybe teaching the same subject three different times a day or what have you. And uh, eventually I stumbled on this this field of public relations and I thought, you know, there's something about that. I never heard of it before but I like the people I'm meeting I'm an amazing communicator I've always been strong with the written word and the spoken word and I feel like this will allow me to do all that stuff and so I dove right in eventually that led me to New York City and I had never been there before but I scored an internship between my junior and senior year of college I had friends who were a year older who did that before their senior year, they came back. They said, Jenny, you have to do this. It's going to change your life. It'll be amazing for your resume, all the things. I go, okay. <laughs> That's the power of having, you know, a, a circle of people around you who are ambitious and motivated and interested in pursuing things, right? Going after things that they're good at. And so I took their advice. I applied for an in, a few internships and I got one at this big agency and I was working on major accounts and, you know, big name brands. I had big responsibilities as a young 20 something. And that same firm hired me back upon graduation and I was basically living the dream. Okay. New York City, work hard, play hard, global blue chip clients, expense account, traveling, you know, the whole thing. And it was interesting and I enjoyed the people I worked with and I was definitely challenged by the work. But I wasn't fulfilled in the way that I felt deep in my bones like I should be and I could be. And a big driver for me, Ryan, was that my sister died, my only sister, my only sibling, died when I was a teenager. She was 12 and she got cancer and she ended up dying from cancer about a year after we found that she had it and she had gotten really sick. And so that's been a real driver for me and I think something that allows me to take on a significant amount of risk because I just know that tomorrow's not guaranteed. And what is the point of you kind of just going through the motions and playing the game and wearing this mask that all is well when inside it's not? I just don't take any day for granted. So towards the end of my ability to stay in that job and just suck it up, I really started listening to that intuitive voice and honoring when it would tell me to do things that were scary, like take a half day off of work, which felt like a big deal because we were <laughs> in such an intense environment. It sounds kind of ridiculous to say, but it no, was I true. And I'm this, I don't think it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I work I work in media. I mean, the news cycle mm -hmm. is crazy right now, right? Yes. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Like I, I had some dental work I had to go do on Friday. Yes. And I'm like, 
oh, I should really, I should, I should really write another blog article. I, I, I think I can whip one out, you know. And my, my wife was the one. She was like, Ryan, like if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of us, you know. So totally. you got to, you got to go do that. And so I went to the dentist exactly. on Friday. And then my, yeah. and then my crown broke over the weekend, so I had to go back oh again my yesterday. Gosh. Yeah, you're so, like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. No, and I get it. Like that in PR, you're working with the media. Yeah. And again, this was before there was no social media, and there's, I mean, it was still intense, you know. And so <laughs> you're going, I can't take time off. The client might email me. Uh, we didn't even have cell phones back then. Yep. Well, I did have a cell phone, but there was no texting. You know, it was just a whole just, other you, world. You had that flip but phone. It was, <laughs> I had the flip phone. Yeah. I had that flip phone. But I remember going, oh my gosh, I really. And it was interesting because it was right around the anniversary of my sister's death. And I had spent years running from that pain and running from that grief by being, you know, the best student and the best this and the best that. I didn't have space to grieve and I didn't even know how to do that. So it all caught up with me like a ton of bricks. And I remember realizing I have got to go to my boss and tell her that I need to take a half day, not even a full day, a half day off of work to simply be with myself and be with this grief. And that week wasn't like I need two weeks in advance. It was like in a few days. And I was so terrified to do it, but I knew I had to do it. And so um, that particular day, this it was I had this epiphany and I just realized that that is the greatest gift I can give myself to really listen and to trust those nudges and to trust that inner voice. And the more that I would do that, the more that I would find the truth and I would find the path that I was really meant to to be on and so that eventually led me to leave that career or leave that job I should say your career is long 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 spanning but I really left public relations which was a huge identity shift for me because I thought I'd always do that in college I was president of the PR society with the largest chapter in the nation of the public relations student society of America and I was president I'm like wait <laughs> hold on I'm leaving PR like what what does that mean like who am I and I found my way into this whole other world that I didn't even know existed and I think that's a point I want to make is there's so many worlds out there there's so many places where you can uh, provide value and you can be challenged and so if you're listening in right now and you know the the world that you're living in right now or the place where you're spending time and your energy just isn't it and there's so many other places to explore and so I found this whole space called conference production I became a conference producer and my job was to basically <laughs> do research with particular um, various industry leaders around like functional areas and so it would be looking at creating conferences for people in the customer management field the customer service field the brand development field the brand design package design customer research I was in the marketing and business strategy division and so I had various conferences that I was in charge of going in and for the most part cold calling or cold emailing these industry leaders and saying hey could you hop on the phone with me for a few minutes I would love to talk to you about your biggest challenges in your work because we're working on a conference that is going to bring together the you know the 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 brightest industry leaders to share case studies and tools and tips about what's working and you know the majority of the people wouldn't respond or would say no but I get those who were willing and it was amazing because it taught me how to 
think like an entrepreneur to make something out of nothing. And it also was the first time that I really started making big money because I got a cut of the profits of the events. And so as my events did well and I understood what I was doing, because the first year I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, you know, you're just kind of flying blind. But I figured it out. And it was fun. It was a fun game. It was a stressful game. That business was all about profitability. And if you didn't get it, they had no problem firing you about one month in. They saw you weren't going to get it. You were out. And I got it. Luckily, I got it. And I had the chance to work with, you know, incredible leaders at the top companies in the world. And I had some incredible keynote speakers as well. I had um, some budget to book on speakers like the former Secretary of State, Colin Powell, management leaders like Tom Peters and Ken Blanchard. We had Tony Robbins speak at our event. We had um, Lance Armstrong before all the, you know, drama around the doping scandal with Tour de France, but various leaders that have been, you know, significant contributors in their field took the stage and I was able to see them in their brilliance and and see them also getting paid a lot of money for what an hour or two hour talk and going you know I think there is another way to do this I think what I've learned here you know once I realized there and in the previous job that I'd learned everything I was meant to learn I I had to trust that even though it was scary because I didn't know exactly where that was going to lead me. And so the question of how did I get the courage up to make those pivots, it was, and, and really, you know, find my frequency. It was, I learned to listen to that small, still voice within and trust her, trust that voice. Even though it felt like I was going against the grain, it felt like everyone else seems to be okay just coming into work and complaining about their job why can't i be okay with that you know why can't why can't i be okay with making a more money than i ever thought i would make but it wasn't enough and it was this mind-blowing discovery that money when the the things that you need to do to get the money when that stuff wasn't aligned, that wasn't okay with me. And when I knew that the environment I was in was not conducive to my growth and my expansion and my ability to you know, have a family and have a schedule that was going to let me live, <laughs> like really let me live my life, I, uh, I, I had to be willing to make those shifts. And another piece of the puzzle for me was really listening to my body and taking good care of her and not abusing her. I, I, I had a period of my, a long period of my life where I, I drank too much. Um, I did things, I thought, of, you know, I thought thoughts that weren't constructive, that weren't healthy. I had people in my life that weren't ideal, that weren't supportive of who I really am in the world. And so I had to be willing to let go of a lot. Uh, yoga has been a critical piece of the puzzle for me. And it was yoga that allowed me to quit that last job because I decided to go through a yoga teacher training. I didn't know where that was going to take me. And towards the end of that three-month, 200-hour teacher training, I quit my six-figure job without another job, without a plan of, hey, now I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to start a website. I'm going to be coaching clients. I'm going to be doing these things. I just quit saying, I will figure it out. And I kept listening to that intuitive voice. 
And it's led me to the field of coaching, to then going through a rigorous coach training, going through all these different business trainings, online business trainings, marketing, entrepreneurship. I mean, I just, I'm a voracious learner (laughs) and it serves me really well. I have incredible clients who are also voracious learners. And a lot of what I teach them is how to listen to that intuitive voice and how to trust it and how to incorporate that into your creations. And so now what I do is I help my people make money with their magic and it's awesome. Oh, what a great story. I love it. Hey, everybody. I wanted to tell you about this great shaving product that I've been using lately. Not only is it awesome, it will save you money. Enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City or three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago. Harry's is an awesome product. It delivers high quality razor blades as low as $2 each, a fraction of the price of leading brands and saving you hundreds of dollars at the same time. I really like the way that Harry's works. It has a very close shave. It's got a great design for the handle and also the scent of the shave gel is fantastic and it leaves your skin nice and smooth. You can get a trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com forward slash frequency. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks a blade. They've cut out middlemen manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. I'm telling you, I use this product and it is absolutely amazing. Harry's has all your grooming needs covered in just one stop. You can get blades, hair care, shower products, all on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. Again, visit harrys.com forward slash frequency. I want to make sure that everybody gets the chance to go check it out. You can feel better too about the purchase because 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations developed to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. How could you not get behind the veterans? So important nowadays. Listeners of the show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. I use it every day. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. And I'm telling you, when you get done shaving, your face will feel so smooth. It's amazing. You even get a travel blade cover to keep your razors dry and easy to grab on the go. So make sure you go to Harry's dot com forward slash frequency to start shaving and saving today you know uh the promo for our radio show talks about summoning the intestinal fortitude right and that, that that's that's what you did you you summoned up the fortitude to just say you know what it doesn't matter i'm gonna go figure it out and you know that was that's what i call finding your frequency moment right because you're like whatever i'm just gonna figure it out i love it yep yep that's what it is everyone it's just you will figure it out. But you know when you don't figure it out? By just thinking about it. <laughs> you got to take action. You got to say, you know what? I'm going to try this. I have no idea where that's going to take me. But there's something about it that is calling me forward. And I'm going to trust it. And I'm going to trust myself. That's the key. So how did you, during that transition, right? How did you figure out... Uh, like what your product was, right? Because you've obviously, mm-hmm. you're, you're in this space and you're like, well, all right, I got to figure something out. So what was the mm-hmm. process that you put yourself through to figure out, okay, what is the product that I, mm-hmm. that I, that I have or service that I have? And then mm-hmm. how did you go about marketing that new thing to people that you were unsure about? Yeah, totally. Wonderful question. So what was key for me and, and the, the hard part, that tricky part when you're kind of navigating what am I doing? What am I going to do with my energy? What am I selling? And how am I doing it? And prior to that, you know, I was selling other people's stuff. 
okay? Or I, and I was selling ideas. I was selling, you know, I worked in PR. I would sell stories, basically. I would mm-hmm. sell a story. And uh, so nobody was buying it with money, but they were buying it with space in their magazine or space in their newspaper or on their television show. So I've always been in the business of sales and once it was the conference thing, it was, yeah, then they were going to buy this product, but they weren't, yeah, my, my name was attached to it as the producer or the director of it, but it wasn't my company. And so once you evolve out and have your own business, it is your company. And that's exciting, but it can also be quite overwhelming, especially when you're multi-talented and you could do lots of different things and doing pretty well because you're just, you'll figure it out. You know, you're, you're good at lots of things. Mm-hmm. So for me that that critical kind of navigation point was once i discovered that this field of coaching existed which basically was the answer to all my problems because i realized oh my gosh the thing that i always was did best in all the jobs that i did was this thing that i didn't know how to name and it's called coaching oh awesome okay cool so i'm going to go through this training i'm going to become a coach and i will sell services as a coach Mm -hmm. and so i just started doing that, selling one-on-one packages where I would support individual clients in moving through transition. And mostly it was transition in their career. Sometimes it was in a relationship, but I was pretty focused on working with mostly women in transition. I did work with some men at first. I love men. I'm married to one and I'm raising two boys as well as a daughter. But early on, I realized that there was something about creating a community of women that really called out to me and I felt like there needed to be more spaces for women to gather and have these real conversations and to commit to doing the work together. So I was doing this one-on-one client work, which was a lot of the training that I received when I went through classic coach training back in 2008. But to bring in money, let's just be real and talk about money, to bring in money to ensure that my life in New York City with my husband, we could still pay for it. Uh, we, I was doing uh, freelance work as a conference producer. And so that was a skill set. And I had connections in that space. I had a woman who was previously at the company I was at. She went to work for a new company as the head of that company. And she wanted to bring me on full time. And I was very clear with her. I'm not interested in working here full time. I'm building out Uh, my work as a coach, but I have space to take this on, you know, on a project by project basis and do incredible. And she knew I was, I was really good at what I did. And so she wanted me to come on and support her company in that way. And so I was able to take on these projects and do them on my own time while working from home. And I was really clear I was not going to work back at somebody else's company. (laughs) I was working from home. That was going to be the way. And plus, I really wanted to start having uh, children. And so I got pregnant at that time with my first baby. And and it was so lovely to be able to work from home and go to yoga during the day. And it didn't need to be a thing. And I didn't need to ask for permission. I just did it. I needed that to be the way that my life was going to go. I could not go back to that Monday through Friday going into somebody else's office and like asking for time off and telling you when I was going to the doctor, like, I, I just couldn't play that game anymore and so um, that's what I was doing I was bringing in that freelance work I was building up the one-on-one stuff then I started it's interesting your life just will give you these doors you know here's the door it's going to be open for you do you want to walk in it you don't have to but you can and so I had that first baby I joined a new mom support group in New York City which was life-changing and being that woman who is trained to spot opportunity and where a need might uh, exist, I would hear the place where I would go to these new mom support groups. 
it was one big room. It wasn't like they had a separate lobby and we were in this other room. Like when the phone would ring, the woman would answer it and we were in our group. And so you could hear what was going on, you know, what was being said in the conversation. And I would hear them turning away moms who were calling about the new mom support group because the group was full. And they're saying, oh, we can get you in our next group, which starts in two months. And I'm thinking she can't wait two months. She needs this thing now. Yeah. She's lonely. She's tired. Um, she doesn't, she feels like she doesn't know what she's doing and she needs a community. And in New York, a lot of women too go back to work after, you know, three months of their maternity leave, maybe two. And so kind of the, the, the bells were going off in my brain and I hooked up with this other organization who were, they were hosting, uh, luncheons for moms, you know, like you go with your baby and you'd learn about these different topics. And I just started talking with the woman who started this and we, I explored, maybe I could help them with some of their events. You know, I had that conference background. I thought I'd like to get involved in this world because it's my world now, right? I'm a mom and I still want to work. I love working, but it needs to work. <laughs> it needs to work for me. Yeah. And I was going through my coach training at that point. I had my private clients and I just really wanted to build this whole thing out. And I was curious about how it might look. And so eventually we realized, wait, what if I started offering new mom support groups through that organization? They had already amassed the following, right? They had the mailing list. They had the community already established. And I had the desire and I had a skill set that I could bring to the table. And so we did it. We created this collaboration. I started leading new mom support groups for that organization. We filled up. They grew. They went more from that neighbor. I mean, in New York, you have, it's very neighborhood specific. And so we were then leading them in all different types of neighborhoods. And and that was my taste of bringing women together in what I call, you know, circle. It's like a circle of support, a circle of community with the intention of telling the truth and sharing and connecting and being real. And I just fell in love. And I said, I have to do more of this. At that point, too, I was uh, learning more from entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs in particular, about online business. And I said, I want to create something where I could help people. And at that point, I was, I wanted to help moms. But I want to help women all over, not just in New York City. I want to do this online. And that's what I started doing. I, I figured out how to create my, uh, an online program. And then I really moved into working with uh, entrepreneur moms and I had my first mastermind and then I had this course and then this thing and I started leading retreats and it was just kind of one thing led to the next, to the next, to the next. I eventually moved to Massachusetts. I love it. I live in Western Mass. It's this gorgeous, I call it the cultured country. It's just so, oh, it's just nature and space and just beautiful weather and a wonderful place to raise a family and my business grew so much and it was interesting when I told people I was leaving New York City and my coaching business was still very much in its infancy and people thought I was crazy or you just started this business and you're moving to the country <laughs> why would you do that and I just again that small still voice within I knew I couldn't grow what I wanted to grow there I was in a two-bedroom apartment I wanted more children I needed more space for my work. I loved working from home. I didn't have the space. And in New York, space is very challenging to come by. And this just lined up and it's it's been incredible. And I, I feel like it's been a mix of me continuously investing in myself, continuously, 
working with coaches, mentors, being in programs, being, you know, going to events, learning, following my curiosity, putting my work out there before it's perfect because it's never going to be perfect. It's the whole done is better than perfect. And then, you know, trusting there was something I shared with the client today that I just felt was so profound because a lot of my people deal with this perfectionism trap. You know, I have to wait until it's perfect. Well, you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life because it's never going to be there. So I said, you know, to her, and I, I realized this is what it was for me, is the pain of not doing it becomes greater than the desire to do it perfectly. So for me, it was what would be the pain of me not offering this thing that I know my people need. I just know it. I can feel it. And I knew, I because I, I needed that. You know, I needed that a few steps before. And so I just kept doing it. I really just kept doing it and, and figuring out how to, how to uh, price it, how to get the tech stuff in place, how to hire someone to help me with that stuff. Because really, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Especially now with Google and all the resources and you could join a course or you could hire somebody to, to you know, at a higher end to do it. I mean, there's so there's a gazillion options and you have to simply decide that you're going to do it and that you're committed. You're not just interested or kind of thinking about it, but you're committed. Yeah, it's not one of those scenarios where you can just have a toe in the water. You really have to say, no. hey, I'm doing it and going out there. Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy-to-use website. On schedule delivery. One of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are of the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None. None of that sticky stuff. Four cents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPA SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America and only our listeners get this discount. Spa Tree and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. SpaTreeOfficial.com. Get your awesome hand sanitizer. You know, as you're as you're doing coaching and I, and, and I love I love that you have this great coaching practice and I've been to a myriad of different conferences whether it be, you know, things like CEO space. Um, we've worked with very high-end names in that space like Bill Walsh and Dave Clark and a, a bunch of folks that we have a, you know, James Dentley who's a speaker who does a show on our empowerment channel and you know, those 
uh, and coach as well. Those are, you know, just some of the coolest people to hang out with, right? From my perspective as a media person, because they've, you know, started the, all, their own business and helped all these other people with their businesses. And, you know, just to kind of hear um, some of the war stories that those folks have um, are just fantastic. So I'm sure you have a few of your own. Um, and, mm-hmm. I, and I wanted to put that in the mix of uh, something I thought that was really interesting uh, in your bio was that uh, you mix modern with ancient practices. Um, and the reason why that struck me is number one, um, I am a, a karate aficionado. And um, back to what you said about perfect versus done. Um, <laughs> I, for the longest time when I was doing martial arts, I would tell my sensei, I'm not ready to test yet because I don't think I have my forms perfect. Right. And uh, and so I never I never ranked I never I never advanced in belts because I wouldn't take the belt test because I didn't feel like I could do those good enough and it was one of those scenarios where my wife was just like just go test and see what happens yeah you know? and and I did and I got I got like skipped up two belts with you know from where I was at which was kind of cool and so now anytime that I get the opportunity to belt test I always just go in and test whether I whether I win or lose it doesn't matter I'm still I'm still doing it so that's just such a great piece of advice that you gave you know about uh, perfection um, and as you know karate those movements there's you know people spend a lifetime trying to uh, you know to 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 make their forms exactly perfect and you know you can even go to the Olympics for some of those things which is kind of cool but again yeah. you know if you're not if you're not completing it and you're just so worried about you know it being perfect then you'll never move forward so i love that i love that piece of advice but uh, back to my original question when you say mix modern with ancient practices how are you doing that in a business and entrepreneurial space with these fantastic women in their businesses yeah Yes. Okay. Well, I mentioned I love that you uh, you do karate, and as you were saying that, I'm I'm just thinking the movie Karate Kid because I I just saw that with my kids for the first time during the the when the pandemic you know really yeah. just took over our lives and everything. And you're kind of like, all right, we watched a lot of movies, <laughs> and I realized, oh my gosh, they've never seen Karate Kid, and that was one of my all time favorite movies. And oh my goodness, that finale scene, I still have it in my brain. Like, oh, the he kicks it anyway. Um, so thank you for your karate story. Oh, and that, uh, and, that from, and that movie's phenomenal. It, it, the, it's the best. What, what, it te- <laughs> what it teaches young people is amazing. Yes, absolutely. And I say to my kids sometimes when they ask me, I'm like, wax on, wax off. <laughs> you have to be willing to do the work. And I actually reference that book, uh, that that movie in my book, Get Gutsy. Nice. Karate Kid. And I say to my clients oftentimes, I am like Mr. Miyagi. I'm going to tell you things. You might not understand why I'm telling you these things. You don't understand. You know, you don't to get how it kind of connects in these other things but you got to trust me you got to trust me this is why you got to do the work you've got to show up because it's it's trait your your training you are preparing for the thing that you're meant to do here and um and so for me it's through yoga you know yoga is a practice that's been around for more than five thousand years and it came from india and i'm so grateful i, I went to india a few years ago it was really um a dream to be That's there awesome. and it's so interesting how that trip even came to be when you think about your frequency and you know creating things I went through yoga teacher training as I mentioned back in 2007 at the end of that kind of classic corporate career and I remember when I went through it just learning all of because yoga is not and I'm sure I, I never studied karate other than seeing the movie Karate Kid uh, but yoga is not about contorting yourself into shapes pretzels mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's wonderful to be able to do that, but that's one piece. And the purpose isn't that. The purpose is to achieve mastery over the mind. 
Okay. That's, and so that's, when I went that, through. That's exactly that, what the purpose of karate is, too. There you go. You know, karate, okay. You know, people like, yeah. oh, you take karate so you can beat people up. Well, I mean, that's a, a side product of, of that. But yes. the idea of yeah. karate is a lifetime of trying to seek something for perfection for your mind and your body and having them work together as one. Totally, totally. Yeah. And so uh, yoga means union to yoke. And so it again, it's yeah, that body, mind, spirit connection. And I knew that when I had been practicing at that point, when I went through yoga teacher training, I had a disciplined practice for about six years. And I always felt so good when I did it. And I, I didn't quite know why, you know, because I had exercised in different ways in, in the past. But when I would practice yoga, it was, it was like I could be with myself and I could be out in the world and like myself and who I was able to show up as in a much stronger way. It was fascinating to me. And so as I studied to go through this teacher training process, I was reading all of these uh, sacred texts and, and learning about the philosophy and, and understanding these, uh, these various concepts. And it made me understand why I loved yoga so much and so now in my business I joke that I really do teach yoga they just don't realize it because I'm not (laughs) teaching asana it's not like come to my class and I'll put you in warrior one and warrior two that's not what I'm doing with them what I am helping them achieve is that mastery over the mind and I do it through various techniques but one is certainly meditation conscious breathing I create regular meditations for my clients whether they be you know standalones and I'll offer them up in our various coaching programs often I'm leading these live you know meditations or guided visualizations during a call with a group of clients and I'll just bring them in and it's I love it it's one of my favorite things to do because I I never know exactly where we're going to go during that process I just know when I'm called to lead it and I'll invite them to come inside and to close their eyes and to simply tune in and I tune in and we go where the impulse takes us and it's always incredible and magical and illuminating and so that's one of the ancient practices that I that I use with my clients I also do a lot around energy and reminding you all reminding the people that we are these energetic beings and we get to decide how we want to show up energetically and there's different things you can do to really work with that energy i mean that's really frequency right energy your vibration it's everything it's your your mindset it's your the thoughts that you think and you allow yourself to think it's your willingness to you know move energy and so a lot of my teaching is to remind my clients of that and then to help them better access their their true nature and we do that by reconnecting with nature and to honor the various elements right fire water air earth and now especially we have to remember this i mean technology when it's good it's good and when it's not used effectively or in a constructive way or what or we overuse it or we just forget that we're meant to go be in the world and not just do and not just be behind a screen we have to reconnect with with nature and as i'm talking right now i'm just looking at trees i'm looking at the light coming in prior to our conversation today i took my kids to this lake that's about you know five minutes down the road from my house and it was so awesome to be floating on that uh, paddleboard with my daughter my sons were in these kayaks fishing and 
I get the greatest downloads when I'm out there. I mean, I get ideas from my clients. I'm able to better show up. And so these ancient practices are really practices where you simply get to remember who you are. And then we, the modern practices are, are things that we have with connecting through these tools, through technology, through social media, through email, through however it is that you, you nurture your audience. When you remember to nurture yourself through these ancient practices, then the, the two connect so powerfully and you're, you're able to amplify your message and you're better able to fulfill the big mission. Yeah, no, that's very well said. You guys have to check out this new service that I'm playing around with called Issue. It is totally amazing. You live to create, but you don't live to worry over the last nitpicky details involved in putting final touches on contact. You got to do what you do best and let Issue handle the rest. If you're a creative, you know the drill. You're finally done editing. It's perfect. Now you just need format and reformat for every single platform. With Issue, make it once and it's ready to post everywhere. Seriously, Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines and sales collateral. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone that wants to make eye-catching content that can be distributed on multiple platforms. Issue makes it really simple. Just upload the PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. With Issue, you just create it one time and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And the best part about it, it is free. F-R-E-E free. That's right. It's free to get started with Issue. So go to issue.info slash frequency to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency to sign up and let them know that you heard about it from this show, Finding Your Frequency. Remember, that's dot info, not dot com, dot info. So go to I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency and get your free account today. Thank you for that. And I, I feel the same way too. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an avid boater, right? And so for me, you know, when I get the opportunity, like literally, I'm so excited. I just got my boat out of the shop for its uh, yearly service. And we're planning um, our first trip to the lake this summer. And um, I don't go to the lake on holidays or Father's Day or anything mm-hmm. like that because there's just way too many people and it defeats the yep. purpose of what I'm trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have our plan. We're going to the lake on the Friday after Father's Day. Right. During the day, I'm taking a day mm-hmm. off of work to go do that. Yes. Right. And and just you're hundred percent correct. I don't know what it is for me. Like I'm, I'm totally a water person. I was in the Navy. I've been swimming my whole life, you know, all, all of those things. So I just have this weird connection with water, but when I'm out on the lake and it doesn't matter whether we're driving, sitting, standing, swimming, doesn't matter. Um, it just, it, it allows me to get the stress off of my, uh, out of my body. It allows me to enjoy the sun. Um, and it could be 120 degrees outside, right? We live in Phoenix. It's super hot here. Um, yeah. And I and I don't care, right? Yes. I'm just I'm just like here I am. I'm in my happy place. I've got these nice mountains, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, looking at saguaro cactuses. And the lake that I go to has a whole bunch of really cool wildlife. There's bald eagles in there, um, nice. you know. And so, just being able to kind of reconnect with nature gives me specifically that opportunity to recharge. And you're right. I come up with so many cool ideas, uh, especially for you know like radio show topics or things that I think maybe we could do at our company with you know marketing efforts and and different things. You know. Just 
just by being at the lake and just being completely analog and I feel like every time mm-hmm. I go my 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 circadian rhythm is just back in focus and uh, you know so I'm glad that there's another person out there that feels the same way about connecting with nature and um, you know that is definitely an ancient practice and somebody says well you know go hug a tree well that's pretty much it you know go, totally go do that I, I, sell, I say that to my clients sometimes <laughs> like go hug a tree go walk barefoot yeah, bare, barefoot in the dirt yes barefoot in the dirt or in the grass go touch that water um, we got a fire pit a few weeks ago that was a huge development because it gets cold you know I grew up in the southern part of the United States now I'm in Massachusetts it's cold here <laughs> yeah. so I got that fire pit my showers are a conscious shower taking I mean literally I get amazing ideas in the shower and we have this we got this really cool uh they're like river stones when we got that shower put in we moved into the house we renovated the bathroom and they have these kind of tiles that are like river stones and so the bottom of my shower is stones and so it's not flat it's like my feet are on stones but I go in there and I just that's cool something happens for me it is it's that reset it's that recharge and I I'm so glad we're talking about this because you know especially this year this when you said at the beginning of the uh, episode today just very interesting year very interesting lots of change lots of uh, unknowns and we're still in it and sometimes when things feel out of control we might revert into some unhealthy behaviors we might think we just need to work harder or work longer but we hurt ourselves and our bodies we can't do that we have to take care of these bodies when your health goes really nothing else matters and so although we're really passionate about our work and we want to be there for our clients and we you know we have these really important missions in these important businesses we can't do the work at the expense of our our health and and our families right they deserve our attention and our energy and when we set up our businesses intelligently and we really know that we can have systems in place we can work with these tools that exist to um, keep us on track you know we have various tools like this project management tool that we use in my business I can't imagine doing business without it I couldn't (laughs) imagine you know having certain uh, certain things that we use that just make me be able to do my great work but not have to do it all the freaking time I don't want to do this all the time I want (laughs) I'm very intentional about my schedule and how I operate I don't take calls every single day I don't take them from nine to five I teach this this is a big piece of what I teach in my business Uh, and I just think it's really important especially now I I have three young kids and we homeschooled even before the pandemic so there was that but they deserve me to be present with them they deserve me to be around for them they deserve me to be able to take them to the lake for a few hours and I'm so grateful that I I set this thing up in a way that I can do that I know not everyone has that same setup but for those of you who are you know you have your own thing I, I challenge you and I encourage you to make some shifts start doing it because you know, we're not going back to the way things were. <laughs> no, and, I, and you know what? I think even people who 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 do work a nine to five, like I think uh-huh. that I think that plays to them too. Because I'll give you an example. Like 
Um, I, I work at a company. I work for someone else. However, mm-hmm. I'm extremely happy here. I've been here for 16 years. Um, you know, nice. uh, uh, I, I know the the owners and partners in the business really well. They trust me as, as it relates mm-hmm. to operating, you know, portions of their business. And, you know, mm-hmm. I do this radio show, which is another creative outlet for me that I haven't got to do since I was in terrestrial AM and FM radio back in oh my goodness, 2001, two or three, somewhere around in that neighborhood. And, uh, you know, being able to do a radio show in the manner where I can talk about topics that, you know, nobody's nobody's forcing me to talk about anything. I don't have sponsors right. or advertising pushing the narrative, you know, and just being able to be, you know, real and have that, you know, off the cuff, non-scripted, real conversations with human beings and be able to come out with content that is important for other people because, you know, they they, they need to hear this information too. And yes. it's okay to have a nine to five if you're happy with that. Totally. But but go for it. But make sure you take time for yourself. You know, yes. even though even though I come to the studio and I probably work a little bit more than I should though, I have a routine, right? Um yes. when 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 I get home from work, um the first thing that I do, I do an hour of karate right my phone gets turned off right and I do an hour of karate um, unless it's karate class I'm still doing an hour of karate so whether I'm at Mm -hmm. class or at home I I do that five days a week and once I'm done with that hour I'll turn my phone back on we'll have some dinner if I get a phone call or something like that for work I'll answer it but I'll just say hey look I'm in the middle of dinner let me call you back and because I don't have Mm -hmm. a problem putting and then I put one hour uh, into Mm -hmm. into work after I put my kid to bed Right. Yep. Once once she's in bed, then I have one hour where I'll check some emails or whatever. And then after that, it's, mm-hmm. you know, my, my day is over. Yep. So I, I totally get that. And you just you have to make time for that, even if you're nine to five or even if you're, you know, your own boss, you have to make time. Yeah. And I think the key is just figure out what works for you. Some people, I mean, my father worked a Monday through Friday, nine to five for like 30 plus years and he loved it. He wouldn't be a good entrepreneur. He would not have known what to do with himself. He needed the structure. He needed the place to go. He worked for the government. He worked for the IRS. Um, Now he helps me a bit in my business because he's an accountant. And so that's a nice thing to have, you know. And so I think it's, it's not like this is bad and this is good. It's just how are you wired? What do you need? What kind of structure, what kind of space is right for you to produce your best work, to be in your zone of genius? That's just it. And then what kind of unit are you creating for your family? My, my husband also works from home. He, uh, he, he doesn't have to, he doesn't work like a traditional Monday through Friday job either. He works in sports te- television. And he was the one to kind of show me that there was another way of doing it. I just thought it, <laughs> the only option was Monday through Friday. And I met him like, wait, what? There, wait, excuse me? It can be a different thing? And so we've created this very non-traditional life and it just – it works for us and there's times when things are full on and he's got and I'm like all right I'll take the kids and then let's tomorrow you got it and we just we just <laughs> make it work for other people this kind of framework would just be the, no way Jose so you have to um, you got to feel into what it is for you what's being asked yep. of you if you're working if you have a partner like just figure it out and I also know it can shift 
it can change as you evolve, as your family needs evolve, as the seasons change, it, it can evolve. <laughs> My wife and I have been in an, a state of ever evolving something since January 1st of 2020. It's been, <laughs> it's been so crazy. You know, we had, you know, my wife works as well. She's in, she's, she's in accounting. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and so she works, she goes to her job. I go to my job. Our child goes to school, you know, uh, in the summertime we had, you know, summer camps and, um, my mom luckily lives here in town. And so she could take, mm-hmm. uh, our child on, on a couple of days a week. And it was great. She got to spend time with grandma. She gets time mm-hmm. to go to camp in the summer and see her friends and everything was great. And then COVID-19 hit and, <laughs> you know, it's like, Hey, uh, you need to go home and work. Oh, while you're working, you're going to be the teacher, the lunch lady, uh, the accountant, yes. you know, all of those yes. things. So, you know, there was that transition. And then it was like, you know, uh, she got a note from her, her company that was like, hey, we need you to come back to work. Mm-hmm. Like we're opening the office. We need you to come back. And then she's like, all right, well, I still have a child that I need to take care of. There's nothing. And it, I swear it was one of those things where like a door opens on purpose at the right time where mm-hmm. uh, the day that she got the email saying, hey, starting on Monday, you all need to come back to work. Mm-hmm. Governor Doug Ducey here in Arizona said, hey, you know what? We're opening childcare and daycare camps <laughs> starting on Oof. Monday. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness. Is that divine or what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's just a way it's just that reminder that it's all lining up. Uh, it might not be easy. It might not be what it was, but it's all lining up. And so when we can just trust that and to know that we're going to figure it all out, you know, it's, it's, and I just know that so many people have been in that state of flux and in Massachusetts, I don't even know if things did open up here, but all the, you know, most of the camps camps were canceled. And and so I am extra grateful that my (laughs) husband and I have very, flexible schedules and we can figure this out. You know, we have figured this out. My heart goes out to people who was, was much more challenging for, yeah. especially with the kids. It's, it's one was, it was just, you know, you, <laughs> sorry, sometimes you, yeah. you're a lot, but when you've got kids in the mix, it just is a whole nother conversation. And I, I, I know that as we move into the fall, there's going to be more considerations and, and more unknowns. And so I just send everybody love and encouragement as we all walk this line yeah i think it gets frustrating for everybody you know um i and honestly i think the most hard hit are the kids you know they, yeah. they have this you know well as parents we're so programmed to provide structure to our children right to, mm-hmm. to give them structure and then when it's really hard to give structure because you know your your normal your normal whatever that may be has been basically mm-hmm. taken away from you it's challenging mm-hmm. you know and it gets it, it gets frustrating and you know i urge everybody just take a deep breath and take a step backwards right and mm-hmm. and and just view the landscape don't take an action just view the landscape and think for an extra 2 hours you know um before taking action just to make sure that you know you're you're moving in a space that's right for who you are and where you're trying to go because um you know sometimes you're such an like I guess in a corner to make a quick decision and sometimes making a quick decision makes a wrong decision right and so um, yeah. sometimes you got to back up a little bit um, as much yeah. as as much as entrepreneurs always want to move forward right I mean we want to <laughs> make those decisions totally yep. my whole thing has been space and grace space Love and it. grace during this time I've actually been doing a lot of talks on homeschooling and work balance I have a a, a, a friend who owns a, a corporate wellness company and she hired me as a speaker to come in and speak to their clients and been all online, of course, which has been fabulous uh, to be able to serve in that way. Uh, But I've been able to speak about this quite a bit. 
and there was a quote that I came across by this uh, clinical psychologist and parenting coach. And since we've been talking about this, I thought it would be helpful to share. Her name is Rebecca Schrag Hirschberg. And for those of you who've been, you know, struggling on the kid front and uh, and feeling like they might be <laughs> falling behind or whatever, which I don't believe in that, but. Um, the quote is this, if you do nothing academically and just focus on your relationship with your children, then it will be time well spent. Kids can't learn if they're not feeling safe and loved. If there's a strain in the connections at home and it feels very tense and miserable, your child's brain isn't going to take in what they're learning because they're stressed and angry. Your relationship is the precursor for everything else falling into place. Ah, well said, well said. Jenny Fennig, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, for those of you who want to find out more about Jenny, you can go to JennyFennig.com, J-E-N-N-Y-F-E-N-I-G.com. And of course, she is all over the social spaces. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, all under Jenny Fennig. Uh, just do a quick search and you can connect with her. And of course, go check out her blog, JennyFennig.com forward slash blog. And Jenny, thank you for being a guest. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to be on Finding Your frequency today absolutely thanks for having me i love talking to you all you listeners out there who are listening on their favorite pod uh, catching devices or uh, podcast uh, websites or applications do me a favor and give us five stars and not four because i think jenny and i deserve it we're five star people uh i want to appreciate uh, uh send some appreciation out to those people that do listen to the show you guys make it what it is uh, thank you and if you have any questions comments concerns about the radio show you can always email us info at voiceamerica.com and make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode of finding your frequency as we keep continuing down the path of how do people tick what do they do and why do they do it thanks again for tuning in i'm ryan treasure right here on finding your frequency on the voice america talk radio network